It was an envelope mailed to the White House. It was an envelope containing the poison, ricin. Today, a woman arrested Sunday is scheduled for arraignment after trying to enter the U.S. at the Peace Bridge in Buffalo. Yesterday, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police with chemical weapons specialists were going through an apartment outside Montreal, believed to be connected to the poison mailings. The woman arrested holds Canadian and French citizenships. Four other envelopes with ricin mailed to law enforcement agencies in Texas. The one letter was intercepted and identified long before it reached the White House mailroom. It's happened before. In 2014, a Mississippi man sent 25 years to prison after mailing letters dusted with ricin to President Barack Obama and other officials. Poison is deadly, especially ricin. James tells us the tongue is poison. You can't tame it. The heart is evil, but evil pours from our mouths. God's grace is the only way to overcome. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, where we get to share together the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a program series called I Need Hope. What about you? Yesterday, we went to London. Actually, I should say London came to us as we spoke with the music director at All Souls Church. As I said then, it's a church where Billy Graham often stopped to worship as he traveled to the UK and on to other places around the world. It's also the church where the late John Stott preached the gospel for decades. Some would say he was preaching against the cultural wars of the day. But this church is a church that's all about Jesus and wants to reach lost souls. In a moment, we're going to hear a message recently preached at this historic church from the book of Ezra. In fact, the next few days, we'll hear excerpts from this message preached by a man who loves Jesus. And then we'll turn our eyes to Jesus as we look for hope in God's Word. But first, I'd like you to hear about a very creative way to share the gospel that All Souls came up with this year, a COVID year. They call it Prom Praise. It's been a yearly gathering at the historic Royal Albert Hall every spring with a full-blown orchestra and a massive choir singing praise to God. But this year, they couldn't do it in person, so they did it online. I asked their music director, Michael Andrews, how they were able to organize the virtual 2020 prom praise in a pandemic. Well, we, we drew together footage from loads of our events over the last 10 years. So we had contemporary uh, worship artists like Matt Redman, um, the Kingdom Choir that sung at Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding. <laughs> and uh, uh, we had uh, Keith, Keith Getty was able to share a short message during the presentation. But the whole point of it was to share the gospel of hope throughout this season, that when people listening to this concert might be anxious about the year that we're going through with so many different things happening all around the world, that actually God's message of hope is constant, that God's offer of knowing that we can have a relationship with him is, is a constant offer from our Heavenly Father. Michael Andrews from All Souls Church, as well as some of the orchestration from Prom Praise, a festival of hope. I so appreciate their heart to share the gospel through this year's festival. And after the program, I want to give you a ticket 
to worship and find hope as you watch the entire hour-and-a-half concert on DVD from All Souls Music for your gift of any amount to Haven today. Just call us after the program at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the preview and get your front row seat on DVD at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And now, from this virtual concert that we have for you, we open today with Reuben Morgan and a praise song I think you've probably heard. Well, let's fill this place with the praises of God tonight. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never fading. Them mercy for the Lord. And everyone needs to be kind and some sick. The hope of mission. Originally from Australia, Reuben Morgan co-wrote that song made 
famous by Hillsong in Australia. You're listening to Haven Today in a program called I Need Hope. What about you? I'm Charles Morris. I mentioned how Billy Graham would always stop off and worship at All Souls Church London. It's a church well known for verse-by-verse preaching. This summer, the church was going through Ezra. Listen now to a short excerpt from All Souls and David Brown. How are we to react when the church finds itself caught up in a culture of compromise? We know we're in a culture battle at the moment, probably as fierce as it has ever been. We feel the pressure every day. In our secular age, everything is negotiable, isn't it? Even doctrine can be reformulated, it seems. Anything objectionable to the zeitgeist can be removed or trimmed. The late Jim Packer used to talk about trimmers in the church, leaders finding reasons for going along with the cultural consensus of the moment. Be more relevant, more cool is the call. Get on the right side of history. Update that theology and morality. Meet the culture where it's at. Relevance is the buzzword. Make the gospel more appealing. Do church differently. We need a God, don't we, who is, well, modern, exceedingly tolerant, and a religion which is radically undemanding. God is a cosmic therapist, always on call, taking care of any problem we may have, making us feel better about ourselves, and never getting too personally involved or demanding. The Christian worldview, which has largely shaped the Western world we know, is not just failing, it seems, but may now even be harmful to humanity and happiness. Christian speech may even be hate speech, it's said. The one thing secular champions of tolerance can't tolerate is God talk. Years ago, Yale Law professor Stephen Carter argued intellectual elites had reduced God to a symbol and faith to a hobby. And now those elites see God as a dangerous symbol and religion as a scandalous hobby, and they're infuriated. They demand an end even to the biblical categories of personhood, identity, authority, and morality that profoundly shaped our societies. And the church has always got caught up in this. We have our trimmers. David Wells was surely right when he wrote, The marketing church has calculated that unless it makes deep, serious cultural adaptations, it will go out of business, especially with the younger generation. What it has not considered carefully enough is that it may well be putting itself out of business with God. That's the problem. From day one, the people of God, our forerunners, have been called to be a distinctive, different people. That's what holiness means. You must not do as they do, said Leviticus 18 and a lot of other places. Holiness meant distinctiveness, because God himself is distinct. And his people in every age are there to point to him. Here is his plan to bless all the nations of the world. The language of marketing makes us feel uncomfortable, yes, but there's no mistaking that there's a missional dimension to the church's holiness. 
God planned to bless the world through Israel. They were to be a priestly kingdom and a holy nation, Exodus 19, witnesses to the one true living God. And that crucially depended on them being different. Christians, similarly, are meant to be salt and light, Matthew 5, in society but not of it, flavorsome, distinctive, protective, valuing holiness. And being different has never been easy, then or now. It's hard. It costs. It's confusing. We're living in a world that has sometimes decided to call good evil and evil good. And our holiness is never merely personal. It's the very foundation of our corporate identity as the church. We live in the world, yes, but by the standards of the kingdom of God, as Christ and the apostles have shown them. And we know what it feels like to be caught up in profound cultural conflict. We're up to our necks in it in the church. And we know only too well how easy it is to find that instead of changing the culture we inhabit, we're changed by it. And for all our well-intentioned attempts at relevant Christianity, we slide inexorably in the direction of cynicism, compromise, and even capitulation of the faith. Mark Sayers wrote a book in 2016 called Disappearing Church. That's the risk if we go wrong in culture wars. When we lose our distinctiveness, we lose our relationship with God, and we lose our very usefulness. So we need help. And these last two chapters of Ezra, somber and uncomfortable as they can feel, give us some. from a Festival of Hope DVD with Grace Yo, a Korean Christian pianist at the prom praise. Powerful. Moving. Not only have we been hearing remarkable music from this Festival of Hope put on by friends at All Souls Church London, a church that truly holds to God's Word, but we also just heard part of a brilliant sermon from David Turner, who often preaches at that church. I'm Charles Morris, This is Haven Today, and we're calling the program, I Need Hope. How about you? It's a sermon coming out of the book of Ezra that I heard a few weeks back that caught my attention, and we're going to hear excerpts from it the rest of this week. It's a sermon we all need to hear because it talks about the cultural compromise we all face today and how Christ followers can grow in the Lord and by his grace alive in us, love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And I think it's refreshing to hear someone from another country that's gone pretty secular call relativism what it is. He simply calls cozying up to the world cultural compromise. And the Bible calls this sin. You see, the Bible calls us to be in the world, but not of the world. How we need help today. We're called to holiness, a call to be unlike the world. 
That doesn't mean we're called to wear neon shirts or awkwardly inject Jesus into every conversation. It means we are called to a deep and rich devotion to our Lord that overflows into the rest of our life. And this rich, deep devotion is supposed to be rooted in hope. That's why we're calling this series, I Need Hope, What About You? Well, the answer, whether you know it or not, is yes. You need hope, too. I need hope. If the church is going to remain salt and light, if we're going to live truly holy lives in a broken world, we need hope. And it's a hope in a person and not a plan. Sometimes we catch ourselves hoping for the best, don't we? We aren't sure we're going to get that job, or we really want our children to make the right choices, and we hope for the best. Well, that's wishful thinking. It's looking to an unknown future and wanting a good outcome. Nothing wrong with that, but as believers, we have something already. Or should I say, someone even more profound, Christ I'm reminded of something he said while he was walking on this earth, and he was quoting the prophet Isaiah. In Matthew 12, he was speaking to a group of culturally compromised Jews, and here's what he said. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out, No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name, the Gentiles will put their hope. Matthew 12, 18 to 21. Jesus quoted this passage written by Isaiah 600 years before Christ came on the scene. But this text in Isaiah 42 was all about Jesus. The nations and the Gentiles were lost. Paul tells us in Ephesians 2, they were strangers to the covenants, living apart from God. They were without hope in the world. No hope. Living life apart from the Lord is a hopeless place. This was the world Christ came into. His own people, the Jews, had mostly turned away. The nations, the Gentiles, they were worshiping other gods. The Romans themselves were oppressing the Jews. It was a dark place and a dark time. But there are four words in that short passage that I just shared that tell us how Christ is our hope. Chosen. Christ came into this world with a mission already in hand. There are some who want to say he didn't know who he was until later in life, but actually he was chosen by the Father to do exactly what he did. When we place our faith in Jesus, we're believing that the Lord knew what he was doing. Christ is our chosen Savior. Another word, Spirit. Christ was given the Spirit without measure. It wasn't just a boost for him to do what he needed to do. It was in anticipation of what happens to us and what will happen to us when we finally meet Jesus face to face. The Spirit will indwell us forever, uniting us to one another and to our Lord. When we hope in Christ, we are brought near to Him by the Spirit. A third word, not. He will not break a bruised reed. He will not snuff out a smoldering wick. 
Is that you today? Bruised and smoldering from the world? Christ won't make it worse. He cares and takes care of you. He's gentle. When we come to Christ, we come to him in need of healing, and he answers that call. A final and fourth word, hope. That's the best way to put it. Christ is our hope. Even though the world seems to be on edge, Christ reigns victorious. He died, but three days later he conquered death in the victory of resurrection. That's our future. That's our hope. And it frees us here and now to love one another, to love the Lord, and to live holy lives for his glory. I need that hope. Don't you? Let's turn to Christ together. Let's rejoice that his love is always enough. Faithful one, so unchanging, ageless one, you're my rock of I call out to you again and again, and I call out to you again and That was Brian Dirksen, who lives in Abbotsford, British Columbia, whispering, My hope is in you, Lord, written over 30 years ago. 
upon the birth of his first daughter, he was so overwhelmed with the Lord's faithfulness. The song is called Faithful One. You're listening to Haven Today in a program called I Need Hope. What about you? Brian shared that he was really looking forward to performing at this year's prom praise in London, but due to COVID-19 and the pandemic, he wasn't able to leave his country of Canada. In fact, the concert was scrapped, but the team at All Souls Church, London, was inspired with an idea. If people can't come to us for this performance, what if we take the performance to the people? So a virtual prom praise was born. Normally, in every other year since it's been held, 6,000 would enjoy it there at Royal Albert Hall. But this year, online to 100,000 people instead. And we here at Haven today have your ticket to the hour and a half 2020 virtual praise prom via the Festival of Hope DVD. And with your generous gift, we'll send it to you right away as our thanks for helping us here at Haven today. This gifted and talented production will warm your heart as it did mine and will move you to worship and praise and find hope in Christ alone. Why don't you call us right now at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website and watch the program trailer and then reserve your front row seat. I mean, get your DVD for this Festival of Hope by making your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll share together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In the New Testament, there are two words for time, chronos and kairos. Chronos is the time that we live in. It's the chronological sequence of events. But the Greek word kairos is an important word. It means the appointed time. It's the time God works in. And it's the word Paul used to describe the moment Jesus went to the cross. At Kairos, that is at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. The trouble is, you and I make our plans according to Kronos time. But instead, we have to learn to trust God's Kairos timing. It's easy to get impatient waiting on the Lord, but we can trust Him. His appointed time is always better. You can get Anchor Devotional delivered in print at getanchor.com.